characters and then they have little miniature props like we'll see food yeah. and like you know uh bond chocolate bonbons with chocolates inside all of that's like neat paint or a phone or a hat you know we're gonna see something really cool we're gonna see a working functional pinball machine huh. uh and and the guy said it took him two months to build wait working and functional so it's not a pinball machine it's a model it's a miniature pinball machine that has a bunch of switches that turn lights on and off. Now, am I at all looking at clay because the way their eyebrows go and their expressions? Yeah. Okay. It's clay over the model or it's a model clay? The model is made out of clay. And what they do is it's, they shoot it frame by frame okay. and they use the tools to move the mouth. They keep the, the characters there and they move it, you know, ever so slightly. That's why it looks a little more realistic. So basically, if you ever read the strip, when they go fishing, the boat has a different name on every panel, and they kind of honor that. Yeah, it looks great. No, but under the water, looking down on them through the water, visually stunning. Yeah. I think remar- I'll stop I mean, bringing it up. Well, I think the director it. does a great job. Look at that. Oh, well, you know, men of my age wear corsets. <laughs> Is that a girdle, essentially? Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm thinking it's... of doing that. I'm thinking of investing uh, 86 bucks and getting myself a pair of Spanx. I'm going to get myself a toupee, and when it falls off, I'm going to be super embarrassed. And then yeah. when my shirt comes off and my corset's revealed, I'll be, like, even double embarrassed. Now, of course, that is that one with strings in the back, and you pull it tight, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm getting Spanx. Spanx. Spanx is no problem. There is a nod on this thing. One charming... Now, Jonathan Winters does three voices, but the voice of Porcupine sounds exactly like Jonathan Winters that we know and love. The depressed Jonathan with, you know, no one likes me. Oh, Oh, that one? I think of Jonathan Winters as being goof like... Uh, let's hear it. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. Put your pressure down here, that is, if you get a bite. All them things on. I don't know what's going on on that other side there. I ain't going to worry about that. This this is the side. See, if I was to get a bite. (laughs) You know what? Keep rocking, Jonathan. Oh, golly, let me give you a hand. Do you notice the name on on the book? Isn't, I'm sorry, isn't, wasn't he like the middle-aged chubby guy? He would play yeah. a kid sometimes and you'd be, be on television all the time. All the time. He played Mirth, Mark and Mindy's son, in the, towards the end of the season show. Don't remember, remember they that. gave birth to a grown, a grown man? No, I don't. Uh, look, look. Yeah, he, I'm not mentioning how cool right? that looks. No, I'm, I didn't say that. Uh, good old squirt. I think the fish... So basically, all Hugo wants to do in this movie is to fish with his best friend, Porcupine. But okay. the swamp won't let him. They, they want, want him to run for president. president. Yeah. And this is going to bum out Porky. And, you know, Pogo is never... Looks don't great, comment. Right? Don't comment. I'm not commenting. It, you know, it's interesting. That Evening Magazine, they talked to the director, and he was saying, if we can do it, we will do it. We will make it possible. So you will notice, like, Albert will be blowing smoke rings or there'll be bubbles coming out of a cauldron or you can see underneath the water. They kind of go beyond what they... This, Do you, you know, know how many, what the how many, budget was for this? I could tell you how much time they spent on it for a crew of 45. 
No, thank you. So you don't know. Like, it must have been so ten months. It must have been so much money. Now these little mice, I don't get. They're like kind of. They are now in the business of polling. P o l l i n g. So oh. they're gonna. Yeah. So you know when uh they're gonna call up and say, "What do you think of this candidate?" Okay. So this is the political humor that I mean. Like it shows the the ropes of the elections and how what you have to do, but without naming names. They're not doing Jimmy Carter jokes. They're not doing uh, uh -huh. just the process. The title itself is based on Eisenhower. I like Mike. I like Ike. I Excuse me. I like... Yeah. So when I like Ike was popular, I right. go Pogo was the daily comic response. I like Mike. I like Mike too. Yeah, I want to be like Mike. Yeah, be like Mike <laughs> Spiegelman. Yeah, well, that movie, like Mike, was great. I had a great time on set, and they were really, you know, a little battle. I was terrific. That's good. Yeah. Then I found out it wasn't about me. Yeah, what a bummer. Okay, see, look, a little smoke coming out of here. Okay, now this is like a funny bit. They're trying to figure out the campaign. And the owl says, "Well, we're down a half a million." And then the, the turtle's going to turn to Albert and goes, what did you do with a half million? Yeah, I remember this. I remember this. That's right. It was going to be all this mix-up. And then the owl's going to say, well, actually, we, we're back a million. And then the, the turtle's going to say, a million and a half? Where did we spend that? So, no, we never man. had it. It's like uh, Lewis Carroll funny logic, right? Let's listen. Go off with her head. Let's See, he wants the half a million back. Leave it, leave it. Neither of you understand me. What do you mean? Nobody took anything. Why, we never had anything to begin with. That's why we're short. In fact, not only are we short a half a million dollars, we're short a million dollars as well. Oh, no, that makes a million and a half missing. The problem See? is increasing every minute. Who else knows about this? Mm. Nobody actually. Yeah, so it's like, I don't know, Alice <laughs> Can you imagine spending all day, all night doing claymation and then having it ruined by that music? <laughs> <laughs> all these things are built. The, the sneakers in the background, look at the Well, I think that's clay. But look at that the owl. I mean, that owl. The, the apple with the bite. Yeah. yeah. The pan. We'll see the pinball machine. There's going to be a car chase at the end. It looks great. For sure. I mean, I you could get. I don't know. I guess Showtime in the 80s was pretty classy. This movie came out on uh, a video Shoot. cassette in 80 in time for the election. And then on November 2nd, 1982, the midterm election, HBO premiered it. So it actually premiered on the midterm election. So it did get yeah. its little wish. And Disney released it on video, I think, in 84. And it was an 89 version. But it's never been on DVD. Now, the thing is, it, it, back in the day, HBO was number one, right? right. And then yeah. Showtime was number two. If you didn't have HBO, right. then you got... Then there was a third one with, like, an E. There was, like, always... There was a Epic. third deal, any, tier, anything under HBO and Showtime. Stars, Stars, Epic, Encore, um, yeah, maybe Cinemax, which I think was HBO, or no, that was Showtime, I think. Cinemax, no, that was oh, 
Was so it let's a, listen to Jimmy Breslin. You know what? Well, we had one of those, but... Uh, this is Sam Freeberg right here. A misunderstanding, friend Lizard. I'm referring to reimbursement of the pecuniary kind. Of Money. Pete, so P.T. Bridgeward, he comes in, he says, hey, you guys are going to run a campaign. You need me for fundraising, and I'll take a cut. Don't worry about it. <laughs> So this is like the, the flourish language, the calligraphy language. And so they use Jimmy Breslin. He had our best interests at heart. Well, not at heart exactly. Point. More like in his pocket. He gets interest for everything he does. Ah. Oh, interesting. Tell you what I'm going to do for you, boys. I'll organize this whole thing for you, and it won't cost you a single cent other than a small share of the results. Say, 70 to start and add expenses on later. These politicians, right? What a bunch of politicians. Huh? That's politics, folks. So, you know, what difference does it make if he's going to take 71 if he could raise 70? Right? And he's like, whatever, we'll do it. So yeah, here we are. Nothing. Yeah, right. So now they're doing fundraising for Pogo. And I, I am going to play the scene with... What's that? Gambling? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big thing in this, in this bit. Uh -huh. I'll, I'll play the Jimmy Breslin bit, which is one of the funniest things I've seen him hands down you know this movie's uneven but there's this great 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 scene where jimmy brislin just kind of breaks it down so i will definitely play it but you know they're doing little jokes they got here look at this pinball machine this is for reals it took this guy two months to build because like we see the numbers going yeah and the lights and the board like i don't uh -huh. know about the ball but yeah. they have a little remote control switch to light up the the bumpers do and you the numbers, happen yeah. to know, is this the size of a table or is it the size of a room? That's a great question. It is a, it is a miniature. They showed it on the Evening Magazine. It's okay. like something on some guy's desk. Right. Okay, so before we go to Jimmy Breslin doing a little card game, Porcupine's trying to rip these guys off with the old shell game. Right, and he keeps ripping himself off. Because there's a pea under each shell. Yeah. Which you... It just leads to Jonathan Winters going, well, I, I guess uh, I better do a better job next time. You know, I don't know about these frogs. I never really figured it out. Well, they're gamble. Well, okay. The gamble frogs. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this little. Okay, so it's, it's manual. Yeah. Yeah, this is all like they built the merry-go-round and then they, they moved the claymation. No, but I mean, it's not like a mechanic, like a per, a human pushes it. No, no. They got a, a Flintstone animal in there saying it's, it's a living. Oh. <laughs> it's a living. So this is one thing is they, they spin around. Okay, here we go. I'm going to be quiet. Right They're changing. Let's take a listen to this. take a chance and see a little bit of life? We want Pogo. Put your money up for Pogo. A buck for Pogo is a buck well spent. Put your money down. Oh, there's the money. Okay. Now you got the game. I'm taking one look at you and you've got the whole thing right there. This is your day. Take your shot. <laughs> hey, I know a winner when I see one. Let me tell you right now, you're going to win the whole house. Besides, we're trying to help somebody here. This is a worthy cause. Dollar. What are you worrying about? Do you think I would do anything to you, boy? Come on, you know me. I've been with you. A buck for Pogo is well spent because Pogo's for you. I just happen to be the man in the vortex of the occasion. 
Believe me, the satisfaction of walking out of here and knowing inside me that I've done something good is rewarding. They lost. Nice, nice sleep. Yeah, check it out. Up it right under my neck. Look up at the sky. Tell myself as I think of you. Another day that I fool those silly bastards. <laughs> is that genius? Yes. He gives he gives that little speech to the frogs. You can trust me. Come on. It's a dollar for Pogo. And he takes a dollar and he goes, moments like these, I stay up and I in my bed and just think about how I cheat those little bastards. <laughs> he just says it right to their face. Okay, yeah. so let's hear Jonathan Winters. Okay, here's Winters. Peas under three shells. You know, I never did get to know how to do this real good. Well, I'm confused. I no, no, you got to let it play through. Got to let it play through. Okay, he's done. This is yeah. I love that. Winters that makes me laugh. It's oh, well, Jonathan Winters makes me laugh. Uh, Jonathan Winters makes me laugh too. But this isn't the one. I don't know. It's a little low. Yeah, no, this is. It doesn't seem like other than that speech that Jimmy Breslin gives. I don't think anything really kind of connects to me. Like I understand what they're doing. They're they're offering a fundraiser and they're milking everybody. There's this right. great routine that's going to come up after this, where they're going to go canvassing, which okay. is basically they put a piece of canvas under the floor and they shake the the voter until all the coins land on the canvas and they take the canvas. <laughs> that's canvassing. So uh, the mole man is kind of in charge, and he says, "I have an idea. I want you to dress up as a mom, and I'm going to dress mm. up as a baby, and this is how we're going to infiltrate it." Because they're at the enemy's fun. Yeah. Well, but you know I... what? The enemy, they've never talked to Pogo directly. Like, Jimmy Breslin has spoken more. Now they have a kissing booth. And Arnold Stang, the little pervert, is like, oh, you know who would be perfect? Uh, the female character. The uh, female character. No, there's two female characters. And I think Ruth Buzzy all... is one of them. Yeah, I think she's two of them, actually. Uh-huh. And uh, you can hear her voice. She's so good. We know Ruth, but here she is. Let's take a listen to Ruth. Uh, Miss Hepzibah. Oh, no. How about Miss Hepzibah? What a lovely day. Oh, no, that's not it. Oh, uh, oh uh, would you like to go to a movie? No, uh, that doesn't sound right. I know. I'll speak to her right now. And then someone pops out. Hello, Miss Heskaba, what's her name? Heskaba. So Heskaba. the little pervy turtle is going to say, we want you to do the kissing booth. And Ruth Buzzy is going to be like, oh, no, I can't. Oh, ho, ho. Yeah. Uh, we have in mind an activity that will put to use your natural talent. Oh, but of course. I shall organize a grand vaccine featuring my famous strawberry shortcuts. Yeah, well, that's nice, but how about kissing critters for a buck each instead? Oh, so this is what I can expect from my friends, that I should stay in a window oh, and kiss oh. strangers. I, well, so no, we, I can't believe. Fuzzy, but we get her with a French accent. Right, and then she does another voice, but she does a great job. She does what, you know, she came in. Everyone here is fucking, I haven't even talked about Stan Freeberg. Stan Freeberg is like a cult comedy classic classic guy i don't know if you heard of him before he was a radio head he did a show for decades but he for me he's he did a country comedy albums history of america 
Saint George. Yeah. He did a uh, Saint George and the Dragnet, Dragon Net, where they, you know, Joe Friday hunts a dragon or something like that. Well, how do you uh, spell guy. his last name? How do you spell his last name? Yeah, that's a good question. So it's not spelled like a normal Jew. It's it's F R E B E R G, Freeberg. F E R E. What'd you say? F F R E. Okay. B E R G. Freeberg. Freeberg. Okay, I'll look him okay, up. Okay, they found a solution. Look at the solution. He's gonna get kissed. Yeah, there you go. yeah. Don't kiss them; they'll turn into princes. He punched him. Yeah, and that's the end of that story. I guess what's going to happen here? Fake boobs. Those are fake boobs. She's dressed up. That's yeah. We know Vincent okay. Price. Hey, Carl, did Vincent Price ever live in New Jersey? I don't know the answer. We saw one of his movies on this show. Um, yeah. It was easy research for me because we've already, you already researched these people in previous movies. Yeah. So, gosh, yeah. He was like, he killed himself to get rid of this evil spirit guy. I remember that. That was a good movie. I like that film. Look, All right, everything's cool. total chaos. Here's Miss Beaver. Yeah. Uh-oh, guess what's going to happen? And they're claymating all of this. It looks good, though. Look at this poor bear. Uh, yeah, the guy who's yeah. robbing everyone blind. Poor bear. Poor bear. But he doesn't show up. That's it. He's done. So, uh... What? We won't big... see the fundraiser guy for the rest of the No, movie? he's not. Well, he's going to show up with a bill. And they're going to go, what? Well, what? <laughs> you know, and they're, they're counting their money. And then, yeah, the, the bear's going to show up and take, take most of it. And then never show up again. Okay, and what do they spend the money on? TV commercials? Right. They, they, well, it's for the campaign. They're going to create a slush fund. Problem oh. is, Carl, all this money is, is grubby and dirty. Yeah. So they're going to go to Miss Beaver to launder the money. <laughs> this is what I mean by political humor. Hey, boys, yeah. it's... Really appreciate you commiserating with my Reaper. Uh, yeah. I'm going to give that, you that's a rebate on your compensation. And... Yeah, and that's it. Now he's out of here. Takes the money and runs. I don't know. Like, I recommend the comic strip. I definitely, like, uh, you can kind of get lost. I, I just recently read a bunch in the Smithsonian comic book book, and they cool. showed the first instance of Pogo and then this really delightful you know, it wasn't common for these daily strips to be based on actual comics. Right. So this was, he stopped in 41, and then this, this strip started in 48. Okay, okay, they're canvassing right now. They put the piece of canvas underneath, and they shake out all the coins. And we're going to have a, a montage of this. Now, what is canvassing in real life? Are you asking questions? or Yeah, you or go door to door, you talk to. Yeah, you go canvassing. You, you see what the people need. And their joke is that you just uh, rob them blind. You go, okay, I'm canvassing. I knock on yeah. your door. What do I That's say? Right. You say Pogo for president. Hi, hi, uh, Mr. Spiegelman. I'm here with the Pogo for presidency. Uh, and then, you know, can I get your support? So they're going, but basically they're canvassing and they're just milking them for money. Okay, so, so they're not asking them questions. They're talking about their candidate. 
Yeah, they are, but at the same time in this comedy, they're shake you know, they're yeah, yeah, yeah. Shake literally shaking them down. If I have any uh let's hear it for a second. Look at all that. Sure, of course. Right, Jesse. There's no way we can run a campaign with dirty money. The public will never stand for <laughs> you're right. Come on, we'll start to give it back. Give it back. Give it back. Have you lost your mind? It's possible. Uh, 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 this must be once we get it laundered, <laughs> and I know just the lady to do that. Now I think this is also laundry. Why it's always the same. Folks it does sound like Ruth, right? Things up, never give it a care till the grease and grime yes. is simply awful. Yes. Then everybody okay, so, expects it all to come out in the water. Do you see that cauldron? Oh, not there. That's the. She uses the frog to wash the clothes. He's, he's gonna say, "Are you cleaning that frog?" She's like, "No, it's the frog a helps me with the." It's a living. Uh, but there is a cauldron full of money, of slushy money. It's the slush fund. Right. Okay. You now, get it, Carl? He's got it. Well, yeah, a slush fund is like the fund you use, like for incoming, outgoing cash, like petty cash and stuff, and it's a good way to like. Hide money, launder money, you know, just throw right. it in the slush fund. Oh, I guess they bought hot dogs with it, these canvassers. But what really you're no. withdrawing for your own. Albert's so really excited. Oh, so they're making a pun. They need to go raisin. They, the only raisins we like are on cereal. They got to raise funds. So they're talking about raisin. Now he stuck his head into the slush fund. He loves, he can't get enough of that slush fund, Carl. Sorry. So yeah, he uh, he's gonna do this little shtick. He's got the then the owl is gonna Albert be like Albert Alligator is in there. Albert Alligator, yeah. Okay, okay. Now the owl is gonna be like, "Hey, turtle, pass me that slush fund." He goes, "I don't know. I don't see the slush fund. I don't see the Albert." <laughs> <laughs> Where's the money? It's still in the pot. Yeah, I don't really understand it. This is my fourth time watching it. Okay. I think so. I think that's what's implied. I don't know why the alligator would... I don't know why it's in a cauldron or why the alligator would stick his head into it, but, you know. Is it dumb we're blocking the subtitles? I kind of don't mind. You know, he he has this kind of southern gothic cadence, you know, uh, and they kind of replicate it, so the YouTube closed circuit doesn't really get every single word right. Yeah. So fuck it. But now, so Porky mistakes uh, Albert as the dark horse candidate. So they're going to do some dark horse candidate jokes. Okay. <laughs> like I don't know. I was watching this film and I just wasn't into it. They did kept doing obvious things, and 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 so I, you know, I'm glad you're doing the switcheroo because I did want to see it, but. I really do. I mean, I think this is there's so much love and so much sweat into this movie. Yeah, that it, it should it. definitely be seen. You know, and the original source is not the end of the world. This isn't like strawberry shortcake or these aren't fucking California raisins, right? They're you know it's based on something kind of solid. The problem is is that something got lost in translation from translating this into a claymation movie. The the fun of the actual strip is gone and. You know, I was watching that Ohio State uh, Billy Ireland co uh, Cartoon Museum virtual wait, 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 wait. tour. So I, if I had researched this movie, it would only have been about the movie, right? Like, 
So remember I told you that it, there was the perfect copy of uh, Stewardess School is in Greek? Yeah. Yeah, I was on my walk and I said, Mike, to research this film, would learn Greek, you know, to... I'm almost done. All, all I know is that I don't, I appreciate your research and I just go with it on the show. So uh, I did want to, I did watch that Ohio thing because I was actually interested in it. And they entered, they had Gary Trudeau, they had the guy who did Calvin and Hobbes. They all spoke about oh, this yeah, comic yeah. strip, but they showed examples of the actual political humor. So part of it is that uh, Aldi, Ste Aldi Stevenson, what's that dude's name? Adley. 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 Adley Stevenson. Yeah. He, he didn't really want to run, but they needed him to run. And this is kind of the, the joke they play with. Like, they're telling them that no one's going to vote for anybody, so it might as well be Pogo. Okay. You know, it's it's a win-lose situation. He doesn't want to run for office, but if he doesn't run for office, then people are going to vote for someone else, or they're not going to vote at all. Right. So he, you know, so he's just kind of there. I don't know. It's this weird logic. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He never wanted to do it. So has he been recruited yet? Because they've raised money yeah. for him. We haven't yeah. seen him at his own fundraising thing. No, we haven't. He's the star of this movie. Now, they're playing a little song about your friend sucks. I think the song is called. It's hard to be a friend. You coward. Yeah, Pogo's not there. He can't go fishing. Life sucks. He's running for <laughs> office. But he's not, right? He's. No. No, he, he's being. He's being pushed along, you know, and at one point he's going to leave. He's not going to accept the nomination. But now they're on the bullet checkpoint where they have to go to the convention. So we're going to go to the convention after this little sad song. Uh, the convention is next. Is it a metaphor for the country and they're really electing someone for their little pond or no? Well, that's the thing. No. I mean, like, Adlai Stevenson reluctantly ran. And that's mm -hmm. kind of the, the original storyline of Ico Pogo in the 50s. And so that's kind of remains, but there's no reference to real reference to politicians, just the political process in this cartoon. So I don't know if that's funny. <laughs> and I don't know what it has to do with Pogo. I mean, like, it's like saying I'm doing a Dunes. When Doonesbury did their animation special, like the TV right. special, they, they focus on Walden. When he did the Broadway show, he was based on the characters and them growing up in the 80s and leaving Walden. So okay. it was character-based. But these characters aren't that interesting. Mm -hmm. They just have goofy, funny lines and goofy, funny voices. Right. And the funny voices are great. God bless Stan Freeberg. God bless uh, you know Jonathan Winters and everybody. But it's like great voices and great claymation and nothing else. <laughs> God bless the... God bless Ruth Buzzy. God bless Vincent Price. God bless yeah. Arnold Stang. Arnold Stang. God bless him. Jimmy Breslin's voice. Okay, so here's the people who have died since this movie came out. Jonathan Winter. They were all Arnold my Stang's, friends. Freeberg, Bob McFannin, The Owl, Jimmy Breslin. And of course, Walt Kelly passed away. Walt Kelly passed away in 73. So Wait, he was these are drawing. people who died? Died? Died. Yeah, these, they were all my friends. And they died. Jonathan Winters got hit by a something trade. <laughs> One thing you could find in YouTube, and I had watched it previously, was there was a, like, the Sunday Funnies. Well, it was, no, the Fantastic Funnies CBS special. So it was an okay. animated special about the, the comic strips. 
and has starred a real-life and animated version of Lonnie Anderson. And they show, here's a clip from the upcoming I Go Pogo movie, and they show the the walnut shell game. Uh, so I had seen, you know, I had seen clips of this movie previously and just never really had access to it. Stan Freeberg, I love you more than all the others, and I salute you, brother. <laughs> all the people in this film who died, died, died. died. So I Go Pogo was released direct to video in September 1980 by Photomat, F-O-T-O-M-A-T. So it was never weird. released in theaters as planned, even though there's a movie poster. It has never been officially released on DVD, only on VHS and beta in 80, 84, and 89. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. I think it's crazy. Like, um, they must, the people working in this film must have no overtime they must have worked like you know 24 hour days and shit like that yeah so they really must have look how pretty yeah, so. it is i didn't say that i'm not bringing that up anymore what's that well it was pretty it was all black silhouette and then they zoom in close and the colors pop let's let's talk about the 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 name of the boat because in the okay. comic strip he changes it he puts different yeah. names in there and they right. do that here and i can't tell if that's cool or not yeah, it's cool. Does it pull you out? No, change the boat name every time. All right. All right, they're getting ready for the convention. Okay, no, I haven't seen <laughs> anything. Come on, boys, get on to the convention. We'll put Pogo Cross on the first ballot. Where's Pogo? Pogo, how are we going to vote for a non-existent candidate? Yeah, Pogo's barely you. in this movie. Thank you. Somebody had to say it. Pogo's not in this movie. It's his name, I go Pogo, but it's basically his pal's trying to get him into office. Yeah. He's that, is that telephone. his Pogo logo? That's the Pogo logo. <laughs> Pogo. You know, uh, I had a great deal. I bought a Pogo for full price. Yeah. And then and the then other one was one? half off. Yeah, yeah it was a Bogo yeah, Pogo oh. sale. Po Pogo. Buy one pogo, get pogo. one pogo free. The bogo pogo go bogo. And that's a pogo. That's a bogo no go. Now, do you see what they did? They threw him in the uh, suitcase and threw him in the trunk, and then they're going to spend the rest <laughs> of the time going, "Where's pogo?" Really? In the trunk, fellas. We ain't got no candy. Hey, hey, y'all, hey, in here. Where do you suppose a little swap? Man, I'll tell you, the first time I got Amazon Prime, the first thing I did was watch Fritz the Cat, which they have oh, yeah. available. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's well, it goes pretty far. He he uh remember in the bus, the scene in the bus with the pussy with the uh I forget. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. I I saw it and I was like, wow. And then of course there's the sequel, The Nine Lives of Fritz the Cat, that had nothing to do with anything. I didn't see uh, it. But you have to pay for that. You know, and Jonathan Winters, of course, is Big Papa Smurf. Oh, is that right? He's yeah, like the Hanna Barbera cartoon series from the eighties. He was the well, voice yeah, of Papa that's Smurf. A, I missed that. Uh, so many people, I I miss that whole part of pop culture. Every time I see a Smurf, I just it's just so dumb. Yeah, it hit me pretty hard. We used to go to like the Hallmark star store and and buy Smurfs. We oh, really? Smurfs. Yeah. <laughs> 
well, you know, my friend Taylor Holland, we would use Super 8 and then he would burn them and we would light them on fire and, and film it. That's cool. Well, that I, I guess. But, yeah, this kind of ruins the point of collecting, but I guess that was the point of it. <laughs> it does? Yeah. We're going to see like a bunch of car stuff to uh, see at the end. This film does the unfortunate, let's introduce a new character in the third act. Yeah, that's, that's verboten. I don't know if it's verboten, but it's it's pretty ballsy to do that. You have to pull it off. The audience isn't, you know, it's it's from the perspective of the audience. This Johnny Cover, who's this? What? Sometimes if it's a reveal, like right. they've been talking about, I've never met my mother, and then in the third act, I like it. Like we saw, a house is not a home, and they introduce a character in the last third, which. This obnoxious dude. I like when there's a theme. There's like a theme, and then the character they introduce in the third act is representative of that. Right. Then it makes sense to the audience. Then it makes sense because it's bigger than yeah. The devil came out. Okay, now we have a little montage again. It's convention time. Here, hi, I'm Mike from the Capitol Steps. Hello, Ed, uh, PBS presents Mike Spiegelman live on at the Capitol. Hey, it's convention, it's convention time. Hey, what's up with that convention? I'll be by the piano, right? <laughs> <laughs> so the animation is gorgeous, but they're just killing time. Have a button, have a cigar. Right, they all blew up, and that's a long-going thing. We watch the other characters blow up. Oh, look, there's the convention sign. Why do you keep giving out sticks? They're pogo sticks. Oh. <laughs> oh. I've never heard that before. Oh, <laughs> is he stuff in the ballot box? For convention time. <laughs> the animation is great. Yeah. I was thinking that again when they were doing the boats, the car splash. Yeah. Budweiser. Oh yeah. So the villain is putting up uh the competitor the, the opponent's poster up there. There's nothing delivered with this convention. We don't actually see a convention. They just sing a song, you know. Nobody give a speech. Nope. Pogo's gonna say, I don't accept this nomination. Okay, because the big end of any convention is their candidate comes out and says, Thank you for choosing me. Right. That's usually the conventional convention convention are they stuffing the ballot box i don't really know what they're doing Uh oh he's gonna graffiti whoa he totally decimated that how can they survive that mustache at the convention everyone's for a candidate and they do vote and that's supposed to say this is the person we choose for president so i right. guess they're and they show it the on tv First, if necessary, head first, if not. That's a great line. But again, it's like 
you see it coming. I don't know. There's something about the humor that's just, it doesn't connect to me. I get it. Well, yeah. I, when I was watching it, I was like not really enjoying it. Uh, I think maybe that's why I, they were saying right. stuff that was obvious and this like, all right, so we, really funny. <clears throat> yeah. So we're, we're heading to the third act and we have a nice healthy half hour before this film wraps up. So it does a very strange thing. The mole says, I know what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to have to dress up as a dog catcher and catch Pogo Possum. And it's a little too much for Muskrat. And when he realizes what he's going to do, that he's going to probably kill Pogo, he slams the door on him. Watch, here we go. Uh, I'm going to withdraw Pogo from the race permanently by my means. And he's like, I, by any means? Boom. <laughs> he's not going to take it. Vincent so for Price. the rest of this movie, the mole is going to pop out. He's going to be dressed as a dog catcher, which is not a big surprise to everybody. But I don't know. Like, this is established one hour into the film. We still have another half hour. And it's once in really a while, a he shows character. up. Is this the new character you're talking about? No. So basically, they're going to get Wiley Cat, who's also voiced okay. by Jonathan Winters. And Wiley Cat. He looks like the bad guy in those Mickey Mouse cartoons, like Big Boshery. Uh, what was that stupid mouse? Like a big, I don't know, Peg Leg Pete or something like that. I don't really uh, remember the bad guy in Mickey Mouse. Well, they kind of retcon them, you know, in, in more recent Mickey Mouse stuff. I think it's like oh. Pete. Okay. And uh, so there's going to be Wily Cat. They're going to realize they caught the wrong guy. They didn't catch Pogo, as you can tell. Oh, well, the lights are out. I say, where to go? That could be Sam Freeberg, too. <laughs> so they're going to find, they're going to go to the swamp. They're going to talk to this uh, bobcat or what have you. And yeah. then they're going to bring out Wiley Cat. And Wiley Cat's going to car chase Pogo. And car the film's going to, yeah. And then the film's going to end, basically. So I don't right. know what's up with this ending. Look at that. Look how pretty. Oh, yeah. yeah, and you know, is this shadow puppetry or is this straight out animation? It's it's right. still claymation. Oh my god, freaking everything. Okay, so Pogo's still like I'm not. <laughs> We've got to use the wow. old savvy, the like know-how, the moxie, and mother wit. I mean, we have to act like the red-blooded pioneers who invented the tall car, the square peg, the empty vistas of the TV screen. We are true patriots, true knight errants, blue-blooded boys. Okay, so he's going to start doing a sports analogy. They need to sell Pogo in, as a product. And the only right. funny line this guy says is that we'll... Uh, we'll put it... We'll show it... We'll, we'll deliver the message where they live on the TV set. So he'll say, like... We'll reach the voter for where they live. The TV. We'll put a commercial on. So right now he's doing a big sports analogy. Is that he, his? He could... Is that the joke you're talking about? We'll no, do it where they live. Yeah. Arouse the hunger of a hundred million humble hearts. Flame the flaring passions of the man in the street. Any question? Yes. What in the world do you put in your watermelon preserves? It's delicious. Uh-oh, he's eating something. What are these? Campaign buttons for old Pogue. Natch. I'm a gunner. I ate one. I thought they were potato chips. But, but... Jesus Christ, take a chill pill out. 
Who put Coke in his Tootsie Roll? Well, well, one problem. Oh, you got a square to uh, round peg. I just ate one. From <laughs> Detroit, you know, increases product. Too dangerous. Can you imagine having to recall the entire month of July? Right. See, it's like all political humor, which is political of the humor. But at one point, they say we need to sell them, and he makes. Oh yeah, gets free. Well, we give free money. Well, everyone's too late. So that's what Washington does. Besides, all our fun shrunk in the laundry. They shrunk in the laundry. Don't look at me. I told you it would all come out in the wash, and it surely did. It came out in the wash. Girl. What we need are a bunch yes. of commercials. All right, here we go. This is right, right where they live in their TV sets. Yeah, we'll reach the people right where they live on their TV sets. That's Beauregard Dog on the dog food. Uh, oh, he's a, okay. He's he's like a character in the swamp, but he's not in this movie. Listen, there was this show. like um, late 1800s uh, uh, woman who lived in the backwoods kind of woman who would smoke a corn cob pipe, right? You always see old right. ladies with no jaws smoking it. Yeah. You know, or no, no teeth. That's what I meant yeah. with slack jaws. What is that? Appalachia. Appalachia. Is oh, the Appalachian. Where... Yeah, right. Like oh, is that, that where uh... we are? Well, I always think of it as William Faulkner. Remember William Faulkner had this fake southern county that all his stories took place, like Yokonoganoka County. I so thought that was kind of a take are, of it. You don't know. Like they're down south. They're in Louisiana. In their swamps. Yeah. They're, 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 no, they're Louisiana swamps. The Appalachian Trail, the Appalachians is the mountain range above well, where we are. Which explains why they've been cooking meth this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Witcher's bone. You don't know where they're located, this swamp, right? It's a fake place. It's a fake, yeah. It's like Bloom County. It's somewhere in America. Go tell a Mandela good news. But if you're somewhere in America that is the south, as opposed to somewhere in America that is the Midwest, as opposed to... But I also America think is... it's like the political swamp, too, because they would have all these political characters show up. Lyndon Johnson would show up. It's basically he would... There was a mo- It took a month for a comic strip to appear in a newspaper. It wasn't yeah. like six days to air like right. South Park. So yeah. they had a... He had a meter his political humor so it would still be fresh. You know, right. I think right. Dewsbury has a shorter window or... Uh, and he also had alternative strips because a lot of newspapers weren't that thrilled by the politics. So he would have like a, you know, a happy-go-lucky yeah, strip. Yeah. So what's happening now is Corncob Lady said, you know, you can't have Pogo as a single good dude. He needs a first lady like that French chick. Right. So, you know, That's after telling her to join a kissing that. booth, they're now saying, we want you to be the first maid of Pogo. So here it's playmated. I love when they do the silhouette thing. The silhouette's gorgeous, yeah. And I, I kind of hope it was the animation because it just looks great. There was a, you ever see Wes Anderson's movies? He did a couple of full-length clay animation films. The Fantastic Mr. Fox and then Isle oh, Island that. and the Dogs. Yeah, right. Yeah, that Fantastic Mr. Frogs, I got to tell you. And I thought this when I read, you know, when my kids read the book when they were little. 
That movie, that book, it's horrible. The guy always wins. He always wins. He wins, 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 wins. The whole movie just makes the I guy know, it wasn't... cool. Yeah, he wasn't That's that cool. not a hero. He thinks he's a Fonzie, but he's really more of a Ralph Mouth. Is that George Clooney Fox? I, I don't know what that means, but... Well, he thinks he's cool, right? He thinks he's Fonzie. But the thing is, he always is successful and wins, and he went and he stole all the stuff every time, and the guy's like, yeah. oh, that fox! The whole movie! <laughs> yeah, and then have you seen Isle of Dogs? No. Is that at the grocery? It's, uh, I don't know. I, I don't really understand that movie. It's all right. Well, they have a cat it's... food aisle. Ah. Uh. Okay, so there's they're having this is actually one of the funnier moments we just missed. Uh, you know, Porky and, and Pogo are complaining about the rest of the swamp, and then he goes, "Yeah, Pogo, they're even having a fish fry in your honor." And Pogo goes, "I can smell that fry from here. We should go." <laughs> now he's and Albert. By the way, look, his food is so bad. Albert's food that all the characters are going to be like, "Woo!" You know, they're going to take a sip and they're going to faint in the background. Did you see how they animated those, not animated, those bubbles popping? I love it. Yeah, <clears throat> let me find that quote. Okay, Did so the director of Evening Magazine. Out of the center of the screen. What's that? Move the mouse. Oh, no, it was me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, no I have My, my mouse didn't show up. <laughs> so here's what the guy says. The director says, is it possible to visualize something and can we make it real? And yeah. I really think that kind of stands in this, like the, the bubbles and like, this, you know, they do a lot of stuff that they go the extra mile, a lot of it. Like they, if it's that possible, like they will do it. That sounds like a great philosophy. Yeah. Look, he's tasted it. Blah. It's, these are like Bender jokes from Futurama. Here, let me try Mark this. Kinoy. I'm sure it's perfect. Whoa. I think just like that, you should at least feel a little tickle. I don't know what you're all waiting for. It tastes perfectly fine. Ah! Did not see that coming. Uh, you're right, Albert. Could use a little more salt. Oh, you're killing me. It sure is a shame and a scandal that we're doing this political dinner for the benefit of a candidate that isn't even here. You mean which isn't even running? Oh, the boy's running all right, namely away from us. Oh! oh. oh. <laughs> I tell you, texting Mike, I don't know about Pogo. I'm just, I'm not into it. I don't know what to say. It's political humor. You see, during the campaign, he's running away from the campaign. Oh! Oh, he's running oh, look. all right. He's running all right. He's got a plunger. The Miss Beaver took a sip, and you can see her pass in the background, pass out in the <laughs> background. Yeah, so they're talking politics, you know. Oh, the issue of birth control. Oh. Exactly. With a special it's emphasis true. on the egg. Especially if you're an owl or a turtle. You know, I never knew. <sighs> I don't know. It's over my head. What's the joke about? Birth control. Well, you know, exactly. Or eggs if you're an owl or a turtle. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get now, it. he's saying, like, don't worry about government being bigger. You know, it was it was bigger this time. It'll be bigger the next time. And then it'll be even bigger than the next time. So no worries. Again, this is like we're not pointing out politicians. Right. We're, we're talking, talking about, about government. Yeah. We're doing like it's a horse race, not the horses. 
Uh oh. I love how Albert drinks, eats the food with the cigar still in his mouth. Yeah. No. Okay. So this character is going to have a change. This is the just fine. Fremont yeah. the bug. Well, he, he takes one sip. Composition or. Okay, yeah. One he's the competition. There's his mom. And he's drowning in Albert's god awful food. I don't think she's voiced by Vibra Buzzy. Takes forever, Carl. This movie takes forever. Right? Uh, yes, if you know well, what they're yeah. doing. You get the routine. Just, you know. Well, we have 20 minutes left, something like that. We're, we're... Yeah, there's still something. Okay, here we go. Okay, Fremont, Are you okay? Are you just fine? Well, the fact of the matter is, I feel rotten. Fremont, tiny little friendlet, talk to us, boy. That's precisely what I'm doing. Something has come seriously unstuck in the boy's bean, and you is to blame. You is to blame. Oh, Remount, my boy, what have they done to you? Here we go. Let's get it. I don't know the they to whom you are referring. But don't you feel just fine anymore? Let's get one thing straight, you pea-brained excuse for a hairbrush handle. Ooh, what a thing this is, turtle. I never felt just fine, and have said it for the very last. Hi. But what about your platform? I do not have one. I do not want one. And if I should ever find myself within 50 yards of one, I shall jump right off. Young one, that's a much selfish point of view. You've got to have a commitment and perseverance. I think uh, that is to say what you mean, okay. So the candidate takes one drowns in Albert's soup and changes his tone. Now he says multiple words and he, he's... And he's not running. Not running. No way. I am even close to a platform. I will jump off of it. Now, the the brain trust is learning it right now. Yeah. They're doing like the Gargamel Azrael hanging out by the tree listening to the Smurfs routine or something. Oh, you don't get that reference. Well, no. I, I What was it? Gagriel? What would you say? Yeah, Gagriel. Really? It's Gargamel. Gargamel. He created a uh, Smurfette to create the. Yeah, she was created by Gargamel to haunt the, the 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 pants, the white pants of all those Smurfs. <laughs> there weren't wrinkles on those little white pants until she showed up. Well, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't have made her for haunting. I, hmm. I think he was trying to like. And create a female presence and ruin the Smurfs, but they actually just embrace her. Do so. you feel the Smurfs is a world I should explore? No, absolutely not. Okay, okay. You know, I'm a big Smurfs fan because I used to read the the Belgian comic from the 60s and 70s. Okay. So if you have a chance that? to read the original, you might as well. So it wasn't just a silly... It was both. Was yeah, it was both. It was a European mainstay that had it had a Papa Smurf. There was like a, a, a they had a live action show in Europe where this guy was like uh, dressed up as I like know. a father. He was like a human being who had Smurf friends. Okay. And then in the eighties, Hanna Barbera released the Smurfs in the United States, and you know, like Hallmark sold little plastic Smurfs, and the thing just blew up. Okay. 
Okay, now they're going to the wrong side of the swamp. Are okay. The mole and the Jewish-looking guy, I mean the muskrat, is now going to find some kind of opposition to stop Pogo once and for all. They basically want to kill Pogo. Okay. And they're going to get Wiley Cat. Cat to do it. Okay. I will. Okay. Let's go. Not so fast. We don't really, I, I kind of want to get some of Vincent Price before this movie wraps up because he okay. does a good job. Everyone does a great job. Okay, here's our third third act characters are yeah. popping up, two of them. Yeah, Seminole Sam. Seminole Secretary Sam. And assistant to Mr. Wiley Cat. I am his personal confidant. It looks great. This animation is gorgeous. Maybe it's not bad they're introducing a new cat. Maybe because it's escalating. He's getting outside help. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I always, I always think characters introduced in the third act are more concepts. They are basically the human form of everything the characters have been avoiding. Mm-hmm. You know, they they become you know they show up as a human and then they have to deal with it. So it's usually like I don't know. I guess the, the classic example for me is Funny People, where Eric Bana shows up in the last half hour. Uh, funny People and, is that the one we saw? No, that's um, no, no. It, it was a recent film. It was uh, Judd Apatow with Adam Sandler. Came out about ten years yeah. ago. Yeah. Okay. So like three hour movie. Is it the one in which like um, uh, he's um, helping this star, and there's the Australian family, and okay. right, right. That's a yeah. So Eric Bana is the Australian, I guess, ex boyfriend of uh, the woman he likes, or or current boyfriend, husband, husband, husband. husband. Yeah, okay, husband. yeah. So the husband shows up in the third act and causes hell. No, I don't think. I, uh... All right, so. Uh... They're going to get Wiley Cat. Here's Wiley Cat himself. Oh, we're scared. This is Jonathan Winters. What have we here, boys? Wiley Cat? Boy, boss. Good thing you showed up. Yeah, I've to keep the money for himself? Yeah. Like, the fox was like, oh, you want to talk to Wiley Cat? You got to give me money. And then Wiley Cat shows up. What's going on? They're like, fuck, we're out of here. So basically, I don't know. It's not the greatest ending, especially with all this politics and politics. I just thought it was going to go somewhere. Now, are they having him kill him or catch him? Uh, him. I think, no, no. They want to, like, I don't know, scare him or, or, you know, but Wiley is saying, oh, I'll kill him for you. If you're talking about the pitiful possum named Oga, 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 you know (laughs) what I mean? We know Pogo. Uh, Coast captain doesn't really get Pogo, but uh, yeah, he basically says, "Yeah, no problem. I know this possum. I'll kill him for you." And they're like, "You don't have to kill him." They're like, "No, no, 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 no. I'm gonna I'll kill do him. it. I'll do yeah, it. I got it." We're asking you not to kill him. Well, you know. Oh yeah, but you know what? The cat's out of the bag. I'm a golem. What can I tell you? I'm gonna I'm gonna take it to the end point. And what are you gonna do about it? And they're like, "Yeah, nothing." Let's hear it again. On um, second thoughts, for just that I said anything about mine. Uh, Wiley, if I may call you that. Oh, Betsy here is always ready. <laughs> Fucking Jonathan Winters. Is this thing loaded? Oh, Betsy here is always loaded. <laughs> Sam, just like 
like that? I don't know if it's friend or foe. Hey, I got to tell you, man, Jonathan Winters, there's yeah. some great content out there. There was a, a CD, yeah. this guy released voicemail messages from Jonathan Winters. <laughs> that he didn't know were going to be public, just like right. He, left he just out. called his buddy and left these rambling Jonathan Winter messages. <laughs> and then I remember he was being interviewed on sixty Minutes, and at the time, you know, he was alive at the time. Jonathan Winters had a car with a megaphone on his roof, right? And he would drive around talking to people, <laughs> <laughs> like one of those cars, like a political, yeah, oh, like vote for Pogo. So he said, like, "You have like Jonathan Winters." Okay, now we got another song again. Yeah, Pogo for president. Here's the three frogs. We're all singing to this song. Not filler. It's not filler because it took them months to make. Yeah, but, but we saw that before. We saw that exact scene. Okay. You didn't notice that the frogs came out. Uh, of the no, I thought it was slightly different, but I am wrong. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Wait, didn't we see this? Yeah, maybe it doesn't matter. Okay, so it's a montage of uh, we're seeing some of the past. But before I do, I is gonna stand up for my right. Oh, you're standing up for my. I am now saying it for the last. Jesus Christ, what a noisy film, right? Yeah. Here's how you exit. Carl, I will not do it. Boink, bonk, boink, boink, bonk. I think he said he was going to do it. No, I think he said he was going to do it. I distinctly heard him say he was going to do it. I did not. I did not. Now, can we end this scene? Okay, now this is some classic shit right here. So these are all little props. They actually built all this shit. Yeah. And it falls, and then they're going to do a funny bit. So Albert's able to contain this, is like Laurel and Hardy, you know, when they're holding flowers. So okay. these little these little mice are like, "You got We got bad news." Graham, rascals, we've got important problems to get ourselves into. We got important problems to get ourselves into. Give the lads a chance. After all, out of the mouths of babes and other vermin. Yeah, he's saying he's dressed up as a, a dog catcher. We know that. Yeah. Now they have Wiley Cat. Take it What a great double take. And he knocks everything over. Right? He, he catches everything. He meticulously stacks it up. They say Wiley Cat's coming. He's like, ah, oh, big deal. Who get Wiley Cat? And he knocks what? everything over. <laughs> so, yeah, Wiley Cat shows up and they get into a big car chase and then the film kind of ends. Okay. Oh, yeah. And he's like, well, I don't have to worry. I'm a campaign manager alligator, you see here. And then the mice said, hey, he said, especially he's going to go after any campaign alligators. <laughs> <laughs> So oh, now he's like, oh, in that case, I'll have a better leave. 
like we know the cadence of this movie, but is it funny? Like we know mm-hmm. this is how the joke's going to play out. Little exclamation point! So they're getting out of town. That's Albert's the smartest done. move. This taxi drive it reminds me of Who Frames Roger Rabbit when the cab driver shows oh. up at the end. His little cab buddy, and he's he's in disguise, Albert. He's basically buying the car for ninety nine cents. Really? Yeah. These frogs are pretty suckerful. Sucker free right. city. Sucker free. All right, so sucker free swamp. SF. Why that's on empty? Must be running on fumes. Yeah, mine. Get over. <laughs> that's a Carl line. This, this, it's almost ends. This car's running out of fumes. Carl says, "Yeah, mine. Get going." <laughs> they lost their suitcase too, right? They yeah. They just threw it on the roof like they didn't tie it down. Now, poor old Porky Pine. They're saying like we got to run and we have room for one person in the car. Why? Who's it going to be? Yeah. It's got to be Pogo because otherwise the cat. But Pogo will right. not get it. None, not understand the danger. So Porky's going to be like, well, hey, they're coming back to save me. Well, to, to pick me up. Well, they're good friends. and They're going to drive by. Let's see, Let's see what the point of this is. Well, let me tell you, don't be so uppity, Mr. Nominee. You ain't president yet, and this is no time to practice. Let's get out of here. Wait, all you got to do is hop on the running board. Churchill will be down here working the pedals while Stu steers, and Howland calls the shots. They ain't inviting me. Yeah, they invite me. So that little frog was able to drive a car, but for these animals, one has to yeah. do the steering wheel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they left old Jonathan Winters. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm, yeah. Mm. And now it's just pretty animation, if you ask me. There's no more real politics. They're just going to flee town, and then Wiley's going to chase after them. What good oh, Lord, They're coming for me. Oh, so Pogo falls off. You know what's interesting? I was going through a lot of the trivia, and when this was reissued by Disney, they changed Jimmy Breslin's line about the saying up all night thinking about you bastards to bozos. To bozos. They changed the word bastards to bozos. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I still think that's probably the best part of the movie. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Carl likes this little silhouette. It looks gorgeous, right? And it yeah, looks yeah. close to the strip. The 2D animation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a, a, like Garfield in 3D I could deal with. A lot of live action. I don't know. We watched for the Razzies. Uh, Pete Davidson was nominated as his performance as Marmaduke. Right. And the made-for-Netflix Marmaduke movie was and nothing to do with the strip. This is has to do with the strip at least. Yeah, you can say that about it. Whoa. Yeah. Is that a mod? That's a V it's a bug. It's a ladybug. It's a VW is... ladybug. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. The Hitler car. Right. Yeah, right. Hitler was into ladybugs. No, he made he, he made Volkswagen. Not the company, but he was like, I want a car 
that's cheap enough for the average man. You ever notice how the the bug looks all 1930s looking? All yeah, the, the Hitler. Yeah. If it really was. Yeah, I don't... Like, this is a, not a great ending to me. Okay. Whoa! Action! Looks gorgeous. Where did they go? Look, they got the little wall, door silhouette. Albert went through the wall into the refrigerator. <laughs> These guys got tarred and feathered, I guess. Covered in flour. They got covered in mud. And everyone lived. Yep. I don't know what happened to Wiley. Oh, there's Wiley. Some days it isn't even worth crawling out of the grave. See, because he's a mole. He doesn't get out you of know, bed. Folks, hey, it seems to me that the more some folks try to mix yep. up to their own they have their own end, the, the more folks kind of mess up the way they kind of go to things their own end in my own way. Are, is this our epilogue? That's right. So we're not going to have the election. Never. No election. This is worse than Wade's World 2. We're never going to get to Wayne Stock. This is mighty confusing to me. You. You. Porky old friend, there is one thing. We could go fishing. That fills me with confidence about our country's future. Uh-huh. What's that, Bogo? The end. None of us will get elected. Oh, look at this. Beautiful. It's hard to be a friend. Look at little V of the... There we go. So they interviewed Kim Balanch, and the guy has this great Jersey accent, his New York accent. So if you ever have a chance to watch the Evening Magazine, you just got to listen to him. Carl, that's it. Thank you, Michael Carl. Michael Jr. Carl Tobacco. Tobacco Jr. That's our son. They're fabricators, the people who do the little clay animation. At all, Carl, what did you think of this movie? I I I enjoyed watching it because it's pretty. That's about it, and it made me if laugh every watching, now and again. What's that? And it made me laugh every now and again. Yeah, I enjoy here. I I love the animation. I love the the source. I think the voice talent was exceptional in this movie. I mean, they really got the best of the best. If you have Jonathan Winters and Vincent Price <laughs> and fucking Stan Freeberg and Ruth Buzzy, that's uh, so far so good, right? Yeah, Throwing first yeah. the cat. I so agree. I love the, yeah, and the songs aren't that bad. I mean, but I don't get it, right? Yeah, and like, Things sort of didn't make sense. That, like that little bug who said just fine. We never saw his side of the campaigning or anything. He would just hang around like he had nothing to do. Right. At Pogo stuff, and um, they didn't have an election. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't enjoy it. I I liked watching it. I think it I should like be skills flexiform produced in flexiform. Yeah. I'm glad no California raisin showed up and made an appearance. I'm glad they didn't talk about Jesus Christ. Hey, Davey. I'm glad <laughs> like Gummy didn't wasn't there. I'm yeah. glad it wasn't like a experimental. Yeah, Mr. the animation is. It's it's really well done. It's just the political. It's just they kind of go for this generic political humor. Oh yeah, and then up next, up next on Showtime Family Did Time. I miss it? You have to share, it, I guess. I ruined it. No, no. It was like the split second. It's the Mr. Remember the Mr. books from England? 
like oh, Mr. Sad, Mr. Fickle. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So if you had Showtime and you paid for the Family Channel back in the day, right. your your kid will watch some classy bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's it. We just watched some classy bullshit. 1980s. I go pogo. It's worth the watch. Just I'm glad we did it. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty. Yeah. Thank you, Carl, for letting me do the switcheroo. There's no way you were going to no sit problem. through that movie. I sat through it for you. Very nice. We were gonna sit through... We'll be sitting through a next movie. It's Stewardess School. We gave it away. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, check that out on Amazon. It has, uh, it's like Animal It's Police Academy, but it's with it Stewardess. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. So we look, it's like Hamburger the movie but with stewardess. So we look forward to uh, watching that next time. So if you're listening to us on Mutiny Radio, check out their website. They have live comedy shows. There's a donation bunny, uh, button. You could give some money to be a Venmo if you want. And then check out their shows. Check us out on our podcast. Check, please sign up for our YouTube. You don't have to watch us. Just sign up. You have As to always, watch. You just subscribe to us. You don't have to listen or watch it. Just Go ahead and add another extra number, uh, subscriber for us. We no, <laughs> you don't have to rate us or review us. Just subscribe and not fucking watch it. That's all we ask. <laughs> That's Carl, all you what ask. a pleasure. Thank you very much, Mike. Appreciate it. As always, I realize how much work you do when I have to do it myself. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> An audience, we hope you enjoyed this movie. We'll be back next time. Steward of School. Same time, same channel. Michael Spiegel, Spiegel. Man, -na -na -na. I might have gone to a wrong chord there. Okay. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael's Spiegel, Man, and Carl. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman and Carl. Mike. Welcome to L W A F L M O Y T. Very important acronym. It's Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael. Eagle Man and Carl. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Car Michael, Spiegel Man and Carl. La da da. Say it isn't so. Oh, my love is a heartbreaker. I'm going to put that at the end. Watching in a trance, the crew is certain that 
Beneath 
Space is the place you're listening to. The space lady doing the major tom. She's a local artist who would wear the helmet with the blinking red light and the mercury wings on the side. And uh, so in honor of Women's Month, we're playing her and a bunch of other special ladies like Frances McDormand and uh, Fargo. So get ready for your fucking rock and roll weekend. Keep on shocking it. 
lose it too When some quarrel we have Needs mending Does it mean that our love Is ending Darling, I need you Lately I find Your Midnight, round midnight Let the angels sing For your returning Let our love be safe and sound When old midnight comes around of the bracken shone like frosted silver. In the open glade between the tree trunks, the wild rabbits danced with their shadows on the velvet grass. But when they saw the fairy, they all stopped dancing, stood round in a ring to stare at her. I've brought you a new playfellow. You must be very kind to him, 
and teach him all he needs to know in Rabbitland. For he is going to live with you forever and ever. And she kissed the little rabbit again. Run and play, little rabbit. But the little rabbit sat quite still for a moment and never moved. For when he saw all the wild rabbits dancing around him, he remembered about his hind legs. And he didn't want them to see that he was made all in one piece. He did not know that when the fairy kissed him that last time, she had changed him altogether. And he might have sat there a very long time, too shy to move, if just then something hadn't tickled his nose. And before he thought what he was doing, he lifted his hind toe to scratch it. Instead of dingy velveteen, he had brown fur, soft and shiny. His ears twitched by themselves, and his whiskers were so long that they brushed the grass. He gave one leap, and the joy of using those hind legs was so great that he went springing about the turf on them, 
jumping sideways and whirling around as the others did. He grew so excited that when at last he did stop to thank the fairy, she had gone. He was a real rabbit at last, at home with the other rabbits.
only one song worth singing They may try and sell you Cause it hangs them up
Magical dust is stopped when you lust Her trapezoid thermometer taste All the red tape is mechanical rape Of the TV program waste 